0: Today, 1 Corinthians and the 12th chapter this morning, and uh, I, want to, uh, I want to talk to you for a little while. Uh, I'm not going to tell you how long, because my wife said I need to quit lying to y'all. Uh, she said, you just always lie to them. You say, I'm just going to preach for a few minutes. And, and she said, you'd just be better off, just don't say anything about the time. So I have no idea how long I'm going to preach to you this morning. It may be a few minutes. It may be several more than that. I don't know. Uh, But I'm going to do the best that I can this morning to give you the thought that the Lord has laid in my heart. I I don't know. We're going to record it. I want it recorded. Uh, But I don't know. We'll put it online. I think I want to talk to you for a little while this morning. Uh, We might put it online. We'll just see how it turns out. 1 uh, Corinthians chapter 12, let's stand this morning, verse number 12, and, and, and the reason why is not that I have anything mean or hard to say, and if I did, I wouldn't mind putting that online, uh, just simply that I, I want to talk to the church this morning uh, out of this text. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, uh, and some things are for everybody, and some things are just for your family. Uh, and so we need discernment on when and know when that is, and we'll see uh, how that goes. First Corinthians 12 verse 12: For as the body is one and hath many members, and all the members of that one body, being many, are one body; so also is Christ. How many of you know this morning that when God saved you, He put you in the body of Christ? And so we are one body made up of not one member, but many members in the body. Uh, salvation uh, identifies you and puts you in the family of God, the body of Christ. Uh, and, and salvation uh, ultimately comes through uh, our, our faith in the Lord Jesus, but on his side, uh, it is uh, the baptism of the Spirit of God into the family of God. Uh, Paul said that for one, by one uh, Spirit where we all baptized uh, into the body of Christ. Uh, when you got saved by faith, the Spirit of God baptized you into the body of Christ uh, without ever water. Uh, the thief on the cross went to heaven and he never went into water. Uh, you don't have to go into water to go into heaven. Uh, The Spirit of God baptizes you into the body of Christ. But those, according to Paul in Romans, that have not the Spirit are none of His. Uh, And so if you have not the Spirit of Christ, the Spirit of God, you're not His. Uh, And so when you're in the body of Christ, you get there by salvation. And then there's the, the local New Testament body, the church. Uh, there, you get identified with that by baptism in water. Uh, you join up with the church by being baptized in water. Uh, and that's how we identify. Does that make sense this morning? I, I believe that it does. Water won't get me into heaven. Uh, being born again will. But water, after I've been born again, will identify me with the body of Christ and put me in a, a New Testament church. Uh, Verse number 13, for by one spirit, the the verse I just quoted a moment ago, a moment ago where we all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free and have made all or have been all made to drink into one spirit. For the body is not one member, but many, not one member, but many. If the foot shall say, because I am not the hand, I am not of the body. Is it therefore not of the body? And if the ear shall say, because I am not the eye, I am not of the body. Is it therefore not of the body? Paul said, if the ear said, I'm not of the body, but isn't it really I mean, is that a true statement? And absolutely it's not. The ear is a member of the body. It is a part of the body. If the whole body, verse 17, were an eye, where were the hearing? Everyone's not supposed to be the same. Uh, Where were the hearing? If the whole body were an eye. If the whole were hearing, where were the smelling? But now hath God set the members, every one of them in the body, as it hath pleased him, And if they were all one member, where were the body? But now are they many members, yet one body. It is one body made up of many members. Uh, That is illustrated uh, in the body that you walked in here with today. Uh, you got five little toes on your left foot, five little toes on your right foot, five fingers on your left or four and a thumb and four and a thumb on your right hand. Uh, you are made up of many members, but it is one body. That is uh, that is Paul's way of explaining to you and I the body of Christ. I want to say to you this morning that churches need one another. Churches need one another, and they ought to have fellowship one with another. Ah. Uh, Members within the church need one another and they ought to have fellowship one with another. Can I get an amen right there? What verse are we in? Verse 18. Now God hath set the members, every one of them in the body, as it hath pleased him. And if they were all one member, where were the body? But now are they many members yet one body and I cannot say unto the hand, I have no need of thee. Or again, the head of the feet, I have no need of you. Nay, much more those members of the body which seem to be more feeble are necessary. You don't really realize that little pinky, how necessary it is until it's gone. Then you realize the effect it had on your life. You don't really realize. Uh, how much you needed hair on your head, fellas, until it departed. And then you realize that was pretty nice to have. (laughs) Uh, I don't know if you could call hair a member of the body, but, well, (laughs) some have lost that member of the body. And I'm on the way. Verse 23, and those members of the body which we think to be less honorable, upon those or upon these we bestow more abundant honor. And our uncomely parts have more abundant comeliness. For our comely parts have no need. But God hath tempered the body together, having given more abundant honor to that part which lacked. That there should be no schism in the body, but that the members should have the same care one for another. And whether one member suffer, all the members suffer with it. Or one member be honored, all the members rejoice with it. Now ye are the body of Christ and members in particular. We'll stop reading right there this morning and you can have a seat. Lord, we love you today. We started preaching a little earlier than normal. Uh, I pray, God, that you'd bless our time, give us the time that we need. God, give me the uh, liberty and the wisdom that I need. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, we know there's liberty. God, I pray that you'd grant that today. Lord, I I ask you, God, for uh, for the hand of God, for the touch of God. We thank you for the Word of God. Lord, uh, speak to our hearts now. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. You can be seated this morning. Uh, I, I want to um, uh, preach maybe a little differently than I, than I do oftentimes because many times I'll uh, do more expository preaching uh, which is where I'll, I'll take a text and we'll just go in there and, and dig around until we pull out some truth out of that particular text. Uh, this morning, I guess, would be really more topical Uh, And that is really you find a topic or you have a subject in mind and then you gather some verses that back up your subject. I don't do a lot of preaching like that. Sometimes I do. I prefer expository preaching. But uh, this morning I want to preach really with a topic in mind. And I have found some verses that back up that topic and we've just read them this morning. Uh, The topic uh, that Paul had in mind was the divisions in the church at Corinth. And, and I don't think this morning that there's many divisions in the church. If there are here, uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe individuals that don't, uh, you know, just uh, coincide together well with others uh, from time to time. Uh, maybe individuals that... Uh, get irritated with others from time to time, but as far as schisms in the body, I, I'm not aware of any that I know of uh, at this time. That don't mean there can't be some tomorrow, but as of today, thank God, I'm not aware of anything like that. But Paul was. He was dealing with some issues at Corinth uh, that there was, uh, there was a lot of problems within the church. Uh, One thing about the church at Corinth was that it was a very gifted church. Uh, They had a a lot going on. Uh, There were people there that were spiritually gifted. There were people there uh, that had uh, knowledge. Uh, God had blessed them. God had touched them and they knew it. Um, And uh, there was a a battle for preeminence in the church. And I think that that probably uh, could be sniffed out in probably any church uh, if you got to digging around a little too much or a little bit at all. You'd find uh, that most of the time there's always somebody vying for somebody else's position. Or if they're not vying for it, they're at least jealous that they got it and they didn't get it uh, and feel undeserved uh, uh, for the one that got it and feel that if really who needed it would be myself. And I, I think that's probably uh, within all of us at some point or another. Uh, I think that's called jealousy. Uh, and, 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 and that was no doubt in the church at Corinth there was jealousy within the church. Uh, they were uh, There was pride in the church. Uh, pride of position, pride of preeminence look what i can do Uh, what i can do is greater than what you can do and they were battling they were fighting they were on the wrong side of the word of god so much god had to send paul to straighten it out Uh, i I preached for a couple years on sunday nights a few years ago Uh, through the book of 1 Corinthians. And many of you remember that, uh, all that they had going on, all that they were battling, all uh, that Paul uh, set straight uh, in the book of 1 Corinthians. Uh, When we come to chapter number 12, they are now... Uh, fighting over these gifts, and who's got the greatest gifts? And, and the one would say, well, I have the gift of prophecy, and that's greater than this, and then all of them were wanting the gifts of tongues, and I'm not gonna go into all of that this morning. I've dealt with it uh, before, but all of them wanted that, and Paul said, you know, it's funny to me that all of you want the gift that is the least important because it is the most public and pronounced. Uh, Out of all the gifts it was the least and that's the one you want because it's the most public in the eyes of man. Uh, And isn't that the way that we are today? Uh, And have uh, really no idea of what is important in the eyes of God. That little thing that you're doing this morning may be more important in the eyes of God than all the things that others are doing that are big in the eyes of man. You be faithful to what God called you to do. You be faithful to the will of God in your life. You be faithful to the little thing that God let you do and do it with all you got. Do it with all you got. Do it with all your might Be the best at it that you can be and do it to the glory of God. As a matter of fact, this morning, if you're a mother here and you're raising children, why don't you make that your ministry? And if God lets you do other things outside of that, praise the Lord, but why don't you make that your ministry and say, God, to the best of my ability, I'm gonna give this child to you uh, and I'm gonna give them to prayer every day. Uh, I'm praying with them, I'm reading the Bible to them, Uh, I'm gonna show them the Spirit of Christ in the morning, uh, in the afternoon, in the evening, I'm gonna weep tears of of prayer over them I'm gonna make this my ministry to the glory of God with all that I've got is anybody hearing me this morning? Whatever you're doing it may seem small to the world but the world is not the judge of what is the will of God. So Paul is in, in, in chapter 12 saying in essence You're fighting over which position you are in, but just be glad you're in the body. I'm going to run that one by you again. You're you're arguing over who's got the greatest position in the body, but really there's no bad position in the body. It's just good to be in the body. Can I get a, I mean, can can anybody, and y'all are doing good, but anybody want to get in uh, on just thanking God this morning uh, that it's just good to be in the body of Christ? Noah built an ark. Sometimes it smelled on that ark. Noah built an ark. There was there was, there was daughter in laws and mother in laws on that ark. Sometimes. Uh, Sometimes people were found on the other side of the ark and somebody, what are you doing over here? I just had to get away for a little bit and just come over here and breathe uh, for just so, I mean, there was mother-in-laws and daughter-in-laws. Uh, there were father-in-laws and daughter-in-laws. There were sons. There was husbands and wives. I mean, I mean, it's not always fun to be on the ark. It's not always easy to be on the ark. Uh, It's not, uh, and somebody had to have stall cleaning detail uh, at some point or another. Every job on the ark isn't fun. Every day on the ark, and, 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 and furthermore, it rained. Uh, and nothing's fun when the sun don't shine and it's raining. It gets messy. It gets gloomy out uh, there confined in a boat. You say, preacher, the water didn't get in the boat. No, but they couldn't look out the window and see anything but rain and gloomy. Confined. It's not always fun. But how many of you believe that if you could get Noah and his wife and Shem, Ham, and Japheth and their three children or their three wives and saying we want to talk to y'all is it always good in the boat and they'd say man we could write you a book about how bad it is sometimes in the boat but if you were to ask them but would you rather be in the boat or out there they'd say man I'm just glad to be in the boat I'm just glad to be in the boat it might not always be good it might not always be grand but it sure beats being lost it sure beats being outside of the will of God in your You're you're stay in the boat thank God for the body thank God I've got something to do thank God I've got it may not be the most important thing it may not be the biggest thing but boy if I'm a pinky I'm glad to be a pinky if I'm a fingernail the body needs a finger I don't know what you are I am but I'm glad to be in the body And so this morning I will take a moment to preach. You see, I thought that's what you've been doing, taking a moment to preach. Well, I said all that to say this the body needs you. The the body needs you. Whether you are young, I see Brother Dallas back there holding Judson. Uh, Judson is cantankerous sometimes. Uh, uh, He's a child, Uh, they get that way, but the body needs babies. And the body knows how to put up with babies because the body needs babies because if the body don't have babies, there won't be much of a body in a few years. So if you're a baby, the body needs you. If you're a 100 years old, as long as you're breathing, the body needs you because the body needs the wisdom you have. The body needs the joy that you have. The body needs you and if you're somewhere between a newborn baby, that the body needs. And if you're somewhere between an old saint of God that the body needs and you're somewhere in the middle, the body needs you. If you're a man, the body needs you. If you're a woman, the body needs you. If you're a child, the body needs you. I'm trying to tell you this morning that Crossroads Baptist Church needs you. Uh, Whether you've been saved two days uh, or 20 years, you are needed uh, uh, by the body. Whether you have it all figured out or not, the body needs you. And I wrote down three things and really they're elementary, they're simple and I'll, I'll, I'll give them to you. Uh, this morning and we'll, we'll go to the nursing homes and, and go go eat and go to the house and come back tonight. Number one, the body needs you to be present. The body needs you to be present. And I know that seems elementary, uh, but no one re- really considers the joy of five fingers on your right hand. I don't know that I've ever thought much about and looked at my hand. Maybe I have and I don't remember. I don't know that I've ever looked at my right hand and said, man, I'm sure glad I got a thumb. Until I didn't. I do, but unless I didn't, then you would spend the rest of your life saying, man, I miss my thumb. (laughs) I don't know that I ever uh, looked at at my pinky and said, man, uh, praise God I got a pinky. I've always wanted one. Uh, Glad I got one. But if I were to lose that today, I'd spend the rest of my life regretting the fact that I no longer have a pinky on that hand. Does that make sense? Uh, I need that pinky, though I don't give it much consideration, though I don't give it much thought, I need it to be present because it makes up my body. I've never seen my liver, never looked at it, but I sure am glad I got one. It's behind the scenes. It's playing a part in my life that no one sees. But this morning, I'm not yellow because I have one and it's working. Somebody help me right there. This morning I'm alive because my liver is still functioning. And I've never stopped to say, God, I don't guess. God, thank you that I have a liver that is present. But boy, I'm going to tell you, if I lost it, I'd be looking for one because without one you can't live. And then it would be very evident that I need this part present. Does that make sense? Um. Different parts of your body does different things. And your body needs those parts to be present. God, God, uh, God created you. Uh, you lose uh, a toe uh, and it sets off your balance. You lose your hearing, even, uh, and it affects your balance. Uh, you you lose a finger, and it affects your ability to do certain things. Uh, uh, and we can all figure out how to work around it. Uh, but the real, uh, the 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 object of the game is to not have to figure out how to work around that missing part, but to live with that part present in our life because that's how God made us. Um. We, we flew into Atlanta last night from JFK and my wife and I, uh, we got in our, our car and we drove uh, outside of Atlanta. We came to Madison um, and, and I said, well, you want to eat? I'm not really that hungry. That's all we did all week long was eat uh, and eat and eat. And I'm really not that hungry, but I feel like I probably ought to eat because it's about that time. And so she said, well, I feel the same, but let's go eat. And so we went to Arby's. Well, we went to three, two other places, and they were closed. And so we went to Arby's, and they, they were open. We went into Arby's, uh, and uh, uh, the, the, we stood there, and we stood there, and we stood there, and we stood there. And then we stood there. Uh, and uh, the, man, uh, the man came up to us, and he said, man, I'm sorry, Uh, we're taking a long time. We don't mean to. uh, You just can't find help anymore. It's just us. We're doing the best that we can. If you'll please bear with us. We're missing half of our staff. They just don't want to come to work. And so we sat there waiting, I said, man, you're good, we're fine, we're not mad at you, do the best you can. Uh, we sat there, we waited, we waited, they finally got our order, finally, they brought us our food, we sat down and we ate it, and, and and we left, and when I was walking out the door, I said, "I said, man, I hate that for y'all, I said, maybe tomorrow will be better, uh, and good luck to you. And got in the car and left this morning. I thought about that event. What that man was saying uh, is we can get by without them, uh, but we can't do what we could do without them. We we can get by without the help, uh, but we can't be efficient without that help. We can get by, but we can't do what we could do uh, if they were present in this hour to help. What I want you to know this morning is that oftentimes you walk in these doors and you think that this place is here for you and in part it is. You think that this place is here to please you and to appease you and to help you and to assist you and all of those things are at least in part true. But you are a part of this place and this place does not operate efficiently as it could when you're not present. I don't care who you are. If you're a part, if you're a member of Crossroads Baptist Church, we need you present. Sunday morning, we need you present. The choir, uh, the choir is not as effective uh, uh, without you. Choir practice is not as effective and efficient without you. Uh, the Sunday school classes on Sunday night are not as you say, preacher. I'm not in the choir. I sit in the pew and I participate there, but the participation is not to its. Uh, uh, ability as it would be when the members of the body are not present. I'm not talking about you going on vacation occasionally. I'm not talking about you being sick. I'm talking about in the normal day-to-day life of the ministry of Crossroads Baptist Church uh, from the jail ministries to the nursing home ministries to the church ministry to Sunday morning to Sunday night to Wednesday night. I just, I'm going to make a statement to you this morning. You're not going to believe me, but I'm telling you the truth. It's just not the same when you're not here. And I know when you're not here. Because I go home and say, now who all wasn't here today? And see faces in my mind. I can do that today. Of Folks that if they were here, would have greatly affected service. The body needs you present. Uh, you know what cancer is? And there's different kinds of cancer, but, but really a blood cancer like leukemia is when the, when the, when the white blood cells uh, begin to produce and attack the body. Uh, and then the red blood cells have to try to fight off those white blood cells that are attacking the body. And they're going through the body trying to uh, fight off the, the cancer that's attacking the body. Uh, that's why when, when when people have stuff like that, they say no, we can't be, we can't get sick. You can't get pneumonia. You can't get the flu because our members are doing all they can to carry the weight of the other members that are that are being attacked, being assaulted, and we can't afford, because if, if any kind of infection comes in, we don't have enough to take care of that as well, because we're taking care of other things. A lot of people with cancer, they, they didn't die from the cancer, they died from the Getting COVID, or they died from getting pneumonia, they died from getting the flu because they got too weak and their body was not able to combat the cancer and that at the same time. Does that make sense? And when other people have to do your job, when other people, you say, I don't have a job. No, but if you'd hang around and learn and be taught, then you could step up and have a job. Somebody is doing the job right now that down the road you ought to be doing. But you're not learning how to do it. There's a job that God has for you at Crossroads Baptist Church. There's a ministry that God has for you and somebody is doing that job right now and that job is your job but they're doing it right now because you're not ready. But if you're not getting ready they're going to have to keep doing the job that's made for you because you wasn't present to get ready. body needs you present I can tell you from experience this morning as the pastor uh, it encourages not just the pastor but the people when you're here and discourages them when you're not here absolutely absolutely you are needed in the body to be present um I'm trying to think if there's anything else I want to say about that before I move on this morning you are needed in the body not only to be present I didn't I'm not trying to illiterate it because one of them you'll see in a minute is not alliterated, but it just came this way you're needed in the body to be present you're needed in the body to pray. You're needed in the body to pray. Uh, what, 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 what do you mean? Let me say this about the, the the being present. What, what was the text? And I should have wrote it down. I didn't. But uh, well, what was the text when 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 the Bible said? And I believe it was the Apostle Paul said in the time that you ought to be teachers. You have need that one teach you. He said, you've been around long enough that you ought to be a teacher now, but you're still having to be taught because you've not been present enough and learned enough that you can now teach. I'm going to throw this out here at you this morning. Uh, Robbie Burton has a, has a Bible institute, Bible college, it's one night a week. Uh, there's 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 full blown Bible colleges that, that are all day events. Uh, then then there's Bible colleges like I went to uh, that that uh, we went Monday night, Tuesday night, and Wednesday or Monday night, Tuesday night, and Thursday night, four hours a night, uh, and 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 worked during the day. Went four hours Monday, four hours two four hours Wednesday. Uh, and, and then there's uh, Bible colleges, Bible institutes. You can get a degree and you can learn something. Uh, and, and Brother Robbie's got, there's it's Monday night. Monday night, uh, 6 o'clock to 10 o'clock most nights. And you drive back, hour and a half drive. Uh, some of you uh, ought to go learn. You say, well, I, I'm not a preacher. It don't matter. Go learn. Go learn. What would it hurt you to go learn something and get a degree at the end that said I accomplished something, I did something for four years, I learned something because how are you going to ever teach anything to anybody that you've never learned? Uh, this afternoon uh, they're going to go to the nursing home uh, and, and and many of you are going to part your ways and go home and I'm not trying to guilt trip you but some of you young preachers and some of you young folks uh, that say I want to serve the Lord uh, then go get on a van uh, going somewhere with someone who he is uh, and learn how they do it. Not just young people, adults. We need some middle-aged men that are present. We need some middle-aged men that are on fire for the Lord. We need some middle-aged men that walk with God and talk with God and are filled with the Holy Ghost of God and know their Bible and can teach their Bible and can pray and can help do the work of the ministry need some young ladies and some middle-aged ladies filled with the Spirit of God, ready to give an answer to every man, ready to go, ready to serve with the Spirit of Christ in in their persona. I mean ready to serve the Lord. Are you hearing me this morning? The body needs you present. When you get up in age and your health begins to deteriorate, and you can't do what you used to do, then step back. We don't need you to do what you used to do. We just need you here. And you can tell us how to do what you used to do. Huh? The body needs you to be present. The body needs you to pray. Um i was in i was in New York this week, and um while we were there uh brother Dean said sent me a text and said you're you're just right down the road from the old i think it was the north dutch church uh manhattan new york new york new york and he said uh one of the, the last great revivals of America, and I looked it up and read, and I'd heard about it already before, but I read about it this week. One of the last great revivals of America took place because of this. It was 19, or 1857, a group of Wall Street businessmen uh, in, the, uh, in the, uh, the, the financial district of New York City it's divided up and Manhattan is a borough of New York It's divided up in different districts in the financial district of New York City uh, a bunch of Wall Street men and set our 1857 decided and they were members of this North Dutch church They decided instead of taking their lunch break they were going to take their hour lunch break and they were going to pray at noon every day and at noon men began to pray and they called on the Lord uh, at the noon hour, the twelve o'clock hour every day during their lunch break. Men, me, not 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 preachers, businessmen, and and preachers ought to be men. Uh, 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 but they're not. It's, it's not praying's not limited to preachers. Well, them preachers need to pray. No, them Christians need to pray. businessmen, Wall Street businessmen 1857 before the Civil War ever got here they had no idea it was coming the world is, or the country is about to be in chaos and turmoil and businessmen begin praying at noon Wall Street New York City and they'd go and they'd pray and, 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 and revival broke out thousands were saved. One of the last great revivals that America saw was a result of 12 o'clock noon uh, prayer meetings uh, uh, from businessmen in New York City. Now I know everybody in the, in the South thinks that we've got a monopoly on Christianity but the truth of the matter is is most southerners now have a form of God in this but deny the power thereof. Revival, power of God, presence of God, goodness of God. I spent most of January preaching on prayer and isn't it amazing how easy it is to, to, to get out of habit of doing right things? Once you began to pray and you realize I can pray and God's meeting with me and God's answering my prayers and you bless the Lord for it and you thank God for it and you worship God for it and then one or two little things happen and you quit doing and you get completely out of practice of doing the thing that was working in your life. So I want to say to you, Crossroads Baptist Church members, young and old, not only do we need you in these seats present We need you praying. I'm not going to ask you this this morning out loud. I don't need you to raise your hand. I'm not looking for that this morning. But I want to ask you this morning, to you in your heart, how many of you prayed this morning? Don't raise your hand. How many of you prayed this morning before you come to church? God, I'm coming to the house of God. I'm anticipating great things. I want my heart to be right with you so I can be a part of it. I want to be a help, not a hindrance. God, don't let me hinder the service. Lord, let me help the service. God, I'm praying for souls, I'm praying for sinners. I'm praying for the hand of God. Lord, you know what my family needs. Speak to them. You know the needs of the church that I don't need. I don't know. Lord, you know the devils that have thought our preacher, and he don't even know them all, but you know them. And Lord, I pray you'd touch him. I pray you'd feel him with your presence and your strength. I'm talking about we need you to pray. You hear me this morning? Don't just do it on Sunday mornings, but if I were to ask how many of you prayed that way yesterday? Friday, Thursday, Wednesday, Tuesday, Monday, Sunday. God, we've gone to church. People's got things right. Young people have made decisions. Adults have surrendered. The preacher has preached. The word of God has gone out. We know the devil hates that. And God, before we close out this Sunday, I want to pray that you'll protect our church this week. I want to pray that you begin working in the hearts of sinners this week. I want to pray that you begin, that you give us open doors to witness, open doors to share the gospel. God, I want to pray you put me in contact with somebody that's lost. Let me put a track in their hand. I got, uh, we, we, we flew out Wednesday morning and we, we got up early and I went out to my truck and I had one track left. And I thought, what am I going to do with one? I left it in there and the Holy Ghost immediately spoke to my heart. You get that track and if that's the only one you got left, you take it with you and I'll tell you who to give it to. We got to Tobacco Road Gas Station. It was 3.30 in the morning. We're heading to the Atlanta airport, 3.30 in the morning, uh, 4 o'clock, somewhere around there. Uh, I mean nobody's out we get to the gas station tobacco row, we have to get gas uh, in the expedition and we pull in there and I'm pumping the gas and a Richmond County police officer pulls up and uh, he gets out and he's standing over there and I'm thinking you need to go talk to him and I'm thinking I know but it's 3.30 in the morning and I don't want to talk to anybody I went and got that uh, I, I, and he had some heavy metal music playing and, and, and man I mean you know Four o'clock in the morning, I don't want to hear nothing, but I guess that's what he was trying to get himself going, you know, to do do what he had to do. I I don't know. It seemed to me like it would put me into some kind of nervous panic attack. I don't even have that, but I mean, that just don't do it for me. I need something soothing. I mean, head-banging stuff. I thought, well, this poor guy's not going to be good today. Whoever he arrests is in trouble. <laughs> I walked up to him, and I got that one track that I had left. I walked up to him. and I said, sir, I want to thank you for your service. He said, oh, man, I appreciate that. I said, I pastor a church right down the road. I said, we're heading to go fly out this morning. We're here early. I said, I wanted to give you this track. It's the last one I had in my vehicle. I wanted to give it to you. I said, I got more at the church. It's run out. I want to give it to you. I said, I hope you'll come see us. And I hope you have a good day. He said, man, thank you so much. Reached out. Shook my hand. Thank you. I don't know if he was more thankful that I gave him the gospel. I don't know if he was more thankful that I said thank you. I don't know if he was more thankful that somebody just cared But we need as a body people present with a track in their hand. We need people as a body that are praying that God would give us liberty and open doors to minister the gospel that we say we love and hold so dear. Get you some tracks. We have them. Go home and pray, God give me an open door. And use this for the glory of God. You say, I'm not good at talking to people. You don't have to say anything to do this. That's a hand motion. We need you to pray. And I'm not pulling your leg. I'm telling you, we need you to pray. Number three, the body not only, and I'll be done in a moment, I only have three. I could probably come up with more if you want me to. I'm just looking at faces now. Some of you didn't <laughs> smile at all. Some of you smiled like, is he kidding? Some of you just looked away. <laughs> I'll leave it at Three. Okay? Not only do we need you to be present. Not only do we need you to pray. We need you to give. We need you to give. We need you to give. give. The only reason I said a moment ago that I'm not sure that I wanted to and we're going to keep this recorded the only reason why I said I'm not sure is because of this particular part there are ebbs and flows in a church it's just the way that it is and people give differently they give based on their income they give based on their ability some of the greatest givers I've ever known are poor people and they don't give nowhere near the amount of money but they give more of a percentage Um, I preached not too long ago on principles of tithing. You can go on our website and find it if you want to listen to it. It's there. Of course, most people probably ain't looking for that message. My, my body, my heart, it pumps it gives blood and oxygen to the rest of my body, primarily my brain. And in return, my brain gives orders and commands to the rest of my body. And I can move with my left hand right now because my brain is telling my heart to pump. And my heart is pumping in return, giving something back to my brain. And that is oxygen. And my brain is giving my left arm a command up, and down, up. And because of all that giving, because my heart is given to my brain as part of my body, and my brain is given to my heart, and my brain is given to my arm, and all of that giving, I'm able to do the things that are necessary to do. You put my heart under arrest. You put my heart under attack and then it limits the ability of my arm to function and move. It limits the ability of my brain to function. You you put my brain under attack and and my brain becomes uh, unable to give a command to my feet to walk and now I'm an invalid laying in a bed or in a wheelchair because my brain is not giving what it needs to give. To make everything work. If I'm a part of the body of Christ and Christ has a will and Christ has a plan and the church has a purpose in this life and it is made up of members, young and old, big and small. It is made up of rich and poor, more poor than rich. Somebody else is having to pull your weight if you're not a giver. If you're not faithful in giving, the possibilities of ministry has become limited. The possibilities of improvements become limited. I, for one, believe the church ought to support a lot of missionaries, and we do, but we ought to support a lot more, a lot greater. I, for one, believe this morning that the church ought to be the most beautiful place in in town. I believe it ought to be taken care of. As a matter of fact, if I was a visitor and I walked in these doors, and I hate to say this publicly, but I walked in these doors and I had to walk this way to go to the bathroom that might have worked in 1975, but it don't work in 2023, that would bother me. And there ought to be bathrooms back there. But in order to put bathrooms back there, people have to be a part of giving. The body must be a part of giving. And if all we're doing is paying our bills and making our debts and making our must do, then the improvement that is needed is not possible. And everybody wants to talk to the preacher about, we need to do this, this, and this, and this. All right, then drum up you a bunch more givers. Well, you got to do it on faith, preacher. Oh, we operate on faith, baby. Oh, we do. In the body, I'm a part of this body. I don't want to just be a consumer, but I want to be a contributor. And I want to contribute with my tithes, hallelujah. We're going to go back. We used to do this. We're going to go back to it on Sunday mornings. We're going to bring our offering to the Lord with our family. We're going to put the offering plate starting next week on the on the, on the the uh, altars here sometime in the beginning of the service. We're going to bring our offering to the Lord and we're going to pray and thank God that he gave us something to give him. He gave us, he blessed us and we have the ability to bring something to him. Is anybody glad this morning that you broke, that you woke up and you're still alive and breathing You woke up and God's still on the throne and He's still taking care of all your needs. We need givers. That would say, oh, we need that? I'll donate that. In this body, there's folks been saved a long time, and you have not yet learned how to be faithful in being present, in praying, and giving. It's time for you to be a teacher. And in order for you to be a teacher, you're going to, have to put these things to practice in your life. In this body there's people that have not been saved very long and it's time that God God's working in your life. God wants you to trust him by faith. Just go ahead and determine I'm coming back on Sunday night no matter how hard it is. It'll be worth it. I'm coming on Wednesday night, no matter how difficult it is, it'll be worth it, but it's not just about me getting something, it's about me giving something. It's not just about, I'm going to go because I need something, but I'm going to go because my church needs something. And there may be a sinner that shows up, and they need somebody to sit in the pew and pray for them. There may be somebody my age that shows up, and they need somebody to spend some time talking to It should never be that the church members of Crossroads the Baptist Church are the last people to walk in and the first people to walk out. You know what that means? If you're the last people to walk in, it means that all of this is for you and for no one else. You didn't come here to help anybody else. you. And I understand we're late from time to time. I got here a little later this morning than normal, but I'm talking about a, a pattern of life. And if it is your pattern, you're the last one here because you're late, then be the last one to leave spend your time not I didn't come to get though we do get but I come to give and I'm going to give my offering I'm going to give my tithe and I'm going to give my time because this is the body that I'm a part of Does that make sense this morning Lord Jesus we love you We thank you. You've helped us greatly. I believe that, Lord. Take this truth and apply it to our heart. There's no telling what you'll do. Thank you in Jesus' name. Let me say this this morning before we give you an opportunity to come pray. I'm talking about applying these truths to our lives. I thought about this this morning every Sunday night except the first Sunday night and the fifth Sunday night I teach a class on the family and, and that involves children and spouses and uh, everything in between and I do it every week What's funny is that every week I have people that listen to our podcast, have people listen to our website. You can go ahead and play. And they reach out and they say, we've been listening, we're getting help. But sitting in this church this morning is people that right now your family's a mess and you're struggling and you've never come to one of my classes. And you're part of this body. And we need you. We need you to get your stuff together. Because there's other people like you that when you get your stuff together, you can reach them and tell them, look what Jesus did for me. And we do it every Sunday night. And you've never been here. We've got people, and, and, and you work for us, so to speak. and you, know, you teach Sunday school classes. And I've said, if you're a Sunday school teacher, I want our Sunday school teachers to listen to these online. I don't want you to miss them. It's not that I think I'm somebody, but the Bible and the material is so great. And and I, and, and you've been given uh, instruction. And, and even there, one or two you've listened to. You know what that says? I'm not all the way present. Do you know the odds this morning? And I'm just, I'm just I'm just pastoring today. If you're partially out, the odds are you're going the, the odds are greater. Right now, if you're partially out that you're going to be all the way out is greater odds than you being all the way in. If you're partially out this morning, it'll be easier for you to get all the way out then it will for you to be all the way in. And the odds are greater that you'll be all the way out than being all the way in. So why don't you determine this morning, I'm not going out, I'm getting in. And I'll pray, I'll be present, and I'll give to the glory of God. I'll do it by faith. Lord, thank you this morning. I pray you'd touch us now as we come pray in Jesus' name. How many of you would stand there?